You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Welcome to another edition of Lost and Rewound. My name does not have any definition, but the two people that I have here are very well defined. No? <laughs> yes. Why not? Uh, Look we, at these we're biceps. defined. We're, 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 we're featured as the word of the day on the, word, the Webster's <laughs> Dictionary Twitter feed. Yes. We have a very special occasion going on this week for Lost and Rewound. Unfortunately, Jimmy cannot be here, but that's okay. In place of the voice of God, we have the voices of the past and present and future and whatever parallel universe exists in place of those. I don't know. Ryan Reich, Brooks Rocco, two of my really good friends from Woodstock are in the studio with me. Elon Danziger! Elon Danziger! This is fantastic. We've been lucky enough to get all of us together to listen to some old Danziger Zone clips, which is uh, something that Lost and Rewound was based on, not necessarily only about, but that said, nice to be able to have everybody all in the same room for this occasion, this special occasion. I have to say, it is a pleasure to be down in this murky basement during one of the nicest days of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. We have the tiniest glimmer of sunlight coming out of the dingy window in the corner. Radio for Brooklyn is a 501c3. We are always down for the charitable contributions. rfb.nyc slash lar. That's our main address that you can go to in order to be a sponsor for our show specifically. And you can donate whatever amount of money you think is righteous enough to give us the financial ease going into the summer. Otherwise, you can give all the monies to Radio Free Brooklyn, $1, $3, $5, $10, and Alexander Hamilton, whatever you want to do. But you can't do anything in between. You can't do $7. We will not accept $6.32. I I don't think they could allow prime numbers. Prime numbers are not... (laughs) Accepted, <laughs> but every other number is fine. Uh, yeah, so listen, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash pledge, and you will have the opportunity to pledge whatever amount of money you see fit, as well as get a perk for every click uh, that you decide. One dollar, again, may just like get a shout. And if you're my mom, who's totally should be listening to this right now, I'm telling you, for like $500, I swear, you can get this studio named after you. So think about it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to name it after Corey Feldman. Okay. That's and fair. nobody wants that. And nobody no, wants that. Nobody wants that. Someone save Corey the embarrassment. Well, Corey's the, I mean, he's the only Corey left. He has a lot to live up to. It's true. It's true. Did anybody see him a while back on TV? He was performing? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen too much of it, actually. I find it actually really endearing that he does whatever he wants, just like me. My whole intention of doing whatever I feel like I want to do. Well, I don't know. In my adult life. Let him him do what he wants to do. Leave Corey alone. Leave Corey alone. But the the thing is about Corey is that I don't think he's even doing what he wants to do. He's doing what the demon who lives inside of Corey Feldman asks him to do, which is channel the spirit of Michael Jackson combined in a frothy 
gothic latte and drink that on TV in front of millions and absorb the criticism and then channel it back into even more gothy lattes. What is the name of his band? Is it like Corey and the Angels? It's Corey or Feldman and the Angels. Corey Feldman and the Beautiful. Angels. Brooks, you've had a few different bands, but Ryan, if you had a band now in your adult life, what would you name it? Um, and would you play bass or, or the flute? <laughs> I've actually had a couple of bands with weird names. But I think I would just go back to my favorite band name, which would be the Bone Daddies. The Bone Daddies. Really like the Bone Daddies. Named after the band in, uh, or not the band, but uh, the reference in Nightmare Before Christmas originally. I see. That's right. Where the skeleton band called, uh, or the dead band called Jack Skellington a Bone Daddy. Weren't you guys in a band with Kenny Hawkman at one point? Were we ever in an actual band? We were. We played. We played like Megadeth covers. Oh yeah, I don't remember if we. Kenny had a Hawkman name, though, though. Kenny Hawkman is a is an infamous name from Woodstock that nobody else is gonna know. But uh, this guy was a virtuoso on the guitar when he was like. Well, maybe he was 12. he was he was my guitar buddy, and yeah, I I owe, you were playing guitar when you were really young too. And like I was playing 11, gu- 10, 12. Yeah, and I would argue that any proficiency that I've ever developed on guitar came as a result of Kenny and me hanging out like once or twice a week at least and playing guitar for each other and trying to outdo each other. Mm-hmm. I remember when he learned how to do fretboard tapping, you know, like that kind of like Eddie Van Halen stuff. I looked at him and I was like, I don't know how to do that. He learned a thing. He leveled up. You son of a bitch. He leveled up behind my back and learned, <laughs> and learned a new trick. And that, You've learned a new skill. Yeah, exactly, which frustrated me to no end because Kenny was always 10% better than me at all times. What was it like when you were in such a point when you were trying to be so impressive to people when you saw those and your of your contemporaries being more impressive than you? Was it a humbling moment? Did you have a lot of those humbling moments in that time of your life? I never really considered myself to be great at anything. So I kind of like always languished in this like relative you know, malaise of like not being good enough. And especially when you have friends who are like virtuosos and I was a band geek. We used to spend all our time in the band room. Even if band wasn't in session, we would like just be in there. And there were a few guys in there who were just awesome. I mean, normal people, obviously, but like this dude kills it on the quads. This guy rocks the timpani like you wouldn't believe. Wait, the quads? Yeah, they're like marching band. The drums like dink, 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 dink. Yeah. Four drums in front of you. And there was, right. one, was one dude, I can't remember his name, but he was just a virtuoso on the quads. And he just... Joey? He was like Who some I dude. I didn't really know him very... You might have known him because you were in the grade below, and I think he might have been in that grade. Yeah, I think he played some mean metal drums. Really? He, like double kick pedal, like all out, sweat flying everywhere metal drums. And I think I was in a... a I was supposed to be in a band with him for maybe a month before I realized that I was a middling bass player at best and could not possibly keep up with covers of Dream Theater and just insane, insanely fast shredding songs. I was like, can we go back to playing funk so I can just groove (laughs) for a little bit and everyone can ignore me and I can have a good time? Well, so Kenny and I got caught up in metal and Dream Theater and stuff like that, and we were literally shredding metal guitars together. And Kenny was into, like, Pantera, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, there was that drummer who lived in, like, a double-wide trailer with, Joe Carney. Joe Carney. He lived in a double-wide trailer with, like, 14 siblings and, wow. it, and in the back patio, he had this Megadeth 20-piece drum kit that encircled his body 
with drums, like every drum. He had every he had every drum in Woodstock. Yeah, pretty much every drum and every cymbal. Like there weren't enough drums and cymbals for anybody else. He was selfish. <laughs> Joe Carney, you were selfish with your drums. Your drum hoarding <laughs> needs to be put to an end. <laughs> we should have gl- we, we, we should have uh, I'm glad we got that out. that's why I came here well, we I came here today to tell Joe Carney <laughs> that he spent the better part of the late 90s hoarding the drums and that was not cool Joe guys that was not cool I'm totally really disappointed cool. in you because we knew somebody who played the drums and you never told me what are you talking about I'm talking about Blank Illusion motherfuckers Ooh. Ooh. We did, yeah. We never had a drummer for Blank Illusion. No. Let's explain a little bit about Blank Illusion. Blank Illusion had two songs that were recorded at Nevesa Studios. Shout out to Chris Anderson and Melissa Tracy for being the only other witnesses there that day. And we recorded two songs. One was a cover of Under the Bridge. The other one was an original. that I don't remember the name of it, but because of a mispronunciation of the word mouth, I call the song Mooth. Mooth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember when it was. Was it when we, when you and I, Brooks, were in ninth grade and you were in eighth grade, Ryan? Or was it like further along when we were in 10th grade and you were in ninth grade? I don't remember what year. We must have been on the younger side. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, w- I would lean towards the younger side because we didn't really know what we were doing. I remember I was, was like, that we were, maybe when we were in eighth grade? It might have been mm. that early. That's. I don't, I don't think so. I think I was probably in eighth grade because I think it was probably soon after I picked up the bass and became more comfortable with it. Right. So I'm guessing that was around eighth grade. Okay, for me, and which was would that, be ninth grade for you guys? And was that the first time that you stepped foot into a recording studio? Yeah, yeah, that was. Well, it wasn't my first time in a recording studio, but it was my first time actually recording in a booth. Right. Um, first time seeing the red light go on. Right, <laughs> and then being under the pressure of hearing only myself through the headphones and really, really examining how sloppy my finger work was. Yeah, it's true. It's for anyone else who's listening that has ever played an instrument in a recording studio, there is so much pressure when that red light goes on. I mean, to the point that it's a cliche and everybody kind of knows, like, ooh, the red light. But it's totally true because you're wearing these headphones, you hear every flick of your finger, every subtle movement. I mean, just in the way that I can hear the way that my voice sounds in the microphone. Oh, yeah. That is amplified. And it's also revealing of the last four years of everything you've learned on your instrument. You realize what an utter amateur you are. Right. Like every time you go to transition between a chord and you hear that. Yeah. Of like you're sliding up the, the fretboard and you're just like. Right. Why isn't that in the recording that the original band made of Under the Bridge? Oh, because they're talented professionals. Did Red Hot Chili Peppers (laughs) just know what they were doing before getting into a recording studio? Is that the secret? Yeah. It must be. The recordings were famously bad, so to the point that uh, I don't even think I took a copy with me. Ryan, definitely, you had a copy. Oh, I, I definitely had a copy. I remember having it on CD in my car. I, I even remember when I crashed that car, seeing that CD on in like a pile of debris. <laughs> was this the car that crashed? Uh, it was. Yeah, it was in my minivan when I I wrecked my minivan going twenty miles an hour down Abbey Road. Uh, it just like flipped over, and then all of a sudden I had a uh, a carpet of CDs across my windshield, and Jeez. Blank Illusion was just staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you for throwing it out. Um, <laughs> I should go back and say that it wasn't that it was bad. It was I was terrible, and I was lucky enough to be surrounded uh, by two very very uh, proficient musicians for that era. Um, oh, you are you are definitely giving me way too much credit. 
Well, my lyrics were awful for that, for mouth, to the point where I couldn't even say the word mouth. Um, your lyrics were. Do you remember any line from the I, lyrics? I remember the melody. You, you got a verse. Do 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 do. do. Mm. Oh, but da na 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 na. No, no, Brooks. There were no drums. Okay, no, 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 no. I, I'm not interested in the melody. What I, I want to know don't is remember what the, the what the words. Were. Yeah, what was the meaning what I behind? Saw it? Yeah. My what? mouth talked before my mind, or something like that. My oh. Mouth like that's like the radio show's subheading. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's the whole reason that the Danzigers don't even exist in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's just the tact, no tact, just talking, no yeah. thinking. I mean, absolutely no filter, no filter at all. This is Radio Free Brooklyn here, <laughs> and we're chatting with my buddies Brooks Rocco and Ryan Reich, Woodstockers, musicians, uh, and overall funny guys that are. Uh, Still doing creative stuff now. Obviously, uh, we've had you guys on the show before in many iterations of the past, and it would appear that you're doing Brooks a little more with the social medias these days. Is that something you're um, talking about? I wouldn't say that. Like right now, I'm working. I'm actually getting back into music projects. You are, and, yeah. You yes. have how many bands that you're tinkering with? Um, right I'm always tinkering with a few projects. I haven't put together a live performance group since I've been out here in New York yet, but I'm working on like studio projects. And right now the thing that I'm working on at the moment is a collection of Slayer covers, but done surf rock style. That is nice. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if we can, we can even play some of them. I've got some demos that I can, that I can premiere on this, uh, on this show. Maybe we can, we can make that, make that happen. Maybe. Um, Um, and and if not, uh, we can certainly link it up to it because yeah we'll put it in the show notes put it in the show right, notes right. well because your your soundcloud is was quite popping back in the day when you were in san francisco well yeah so i achieved a, a little bit of fame. a short bit of notoriety back in 2013 when i put out a song uh criticizing the nsa spying technology that was Ooh. revealed by edward j snowden was it j edward j isn't everyone's middle initial everyone's middle name is not j. mine yeah. fuck that Elon J. Danziger. Elon J. Danziger. Contests, we all know it's Elon J. Danziger. Elon Jeeberman. Jeeberman. Danziger. Go on. So you had that and then the, the yeah. Bat Boy. Oh, yeah. And then we did a, we did a song for, was it? Yeah. Bat, uh, Bat, Bat Kid. Kid. Bat, Bat Kid. Kid. For Bat Kid, who uh, was the, um, the, the child who had cancer, who through the Make-A-Wish Foundation got to dress up as Bat Kid. And so we did a song for that. So, yeah. So I had a band called The Five Eyes in san francisco and we you know put out some music anyway so while i was in the five eyes i realized while we were covering like miserloo you know that song Mm -hmm. i realized like oh my god surf rock is metal it just is it's like the same kind of guitar riffs that driving leads that it's like it's thrash metal yeah but with clean guitar and a so, little twang. And a little twang. And a lot of reverb and some whammy bars. The occasional saxophone. You, you know where they really amazing sounds uh, from, like, Indonesia? They had some amazing surf rock. Oh, yeah. There was this all-female uh, band called Dara Puspita that came out of the Philippines um, around in the 60s and 70s. And uh, they were excommunicated from their town. They had to go to Bangkok where rock and roll wasn't illegal like, yeah like oh wow that that kind of like psychedelic surf rock garage rock stuff in the 60s and 70s was part of like a political movement too there's a lot of history back there so i got kind of swept up into that stuff and i realized like music as like weaponized 
garage rock was a thing. And that's super cool. And um, when I realized also that the guitar lines were similar to, you know, heavy metal, which is something that I used to play back with Kenny back in the day. I realized there was like this this convergence and wouldn't it be interesting if somebody took those metal records, those classic metal songs and kind of surfed them up and put them on a platter that different people could enjoy. It's people who like get turned off instantly by metal, which is their problem, not mine. <laughs> Come on, yeah. <laughs> but it's a but, personal issue. But it's a personal issue. So yeah, so I've been taking the entire Slayer Rain and Blood album and converting it into surf rock. Nice. And some of these songs are coming out even better than I had anticipated. Because Slayer is Surf. Finkel is Einhorn. Oh my god. That's right. So hopefully we can play something, or at least link it in the show notes. If you're, if you're interested by this kind of thing and this silly musical thing that I'm working on right now, 20 years after Blank Illusion. Now, exactly. question for you then. Have you thought about reaching out to Senor Kenny Hockman? I know when, when I was in the, I don't know, three bands that I was in with Kenny... He played, like, in-between songs, a shitload of surf guitar licks. Hmm. That was, like, his go-to noodling mode was, like, surf rock. I didn't even know that. You should hit him up. I know there's a bunch of uh, of tools that I read about a couple of years ago about linking up musicians over distances for collaboration. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, before an exchange, uh, on, a, on the hip-hop tip was uh, Fonte and Nicolet and... Uh, one was based in North Carolina and the other one was based in um, the Netherlands. And they made an amazing album together, despite the fact that they never actually met before making the album. They were just making the tracks, uh, you know, and sending them via email. So this anything is possible yeah. technology-wise. But isn't he living in Mexico now or something? No, I think he's in California. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny's a sound engineer now. Yeah. Uh, does a lot of live sound mixing. Beautiful. Yeah. What about you? You're you're obviously not doing as much music as uh, you were back in those days, but uh, you're still very much involved in photography more than ever now on a professional tip, too. Yep. I'm a photographer kind of on the side, and I do uh, photo retouching as my main income. So just Photoshop manipulation, making people look perfect. And you do make them look perfect because you've been making people look perfect since you uh, started studying it at Can Purchase, yeah? Well, I actually, I started with Photoshop back in like 2001, so it was before purchase when I was still living in Woodstock, like right at my senior year of high school, basically. Yeah. So I'm like entirely self-taught, worked for like a photo, a photographer in Woodstock, just restoring photographs, and then just taught myself the stuff I wanted to know, basically. Ryan and Brooks, self-taught sons of the creative arts, coming from Woodstock, New York, and now both living in New York, which, uh, you know, God, you know, that's really incredible that I can be in the same room as both of you, because I know that... Oh, oh, you. you me, yes, me. And, uh... Ilan Danziger, Ilan J. Danziger. Ilan J. <laughs> there is no middle name. It's just Ilan Lieberman J. Danziger. Orenthal J. Danziger. Orenthal J. Danziger. Yo, we have clips. We have uh, a lot of clips to uh, sift through. So why don't we take a quick breather? And then when we come back from this breather, we will exhale into the world of the Danziger Zone. (sighs) This is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn.
again, this is again the show where we dig back to your old artifacts, your old audio artifacts, be they digital or analog. And if you want to contribute something to Lost and Rewound, you are most welcome to at Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. But today we have very special business to conduct because it, with the fact that we have Danziger's own alum here, we're just going to go through a lot of Danziger's own clips because it seems appropriate. And I don't know how to better introduce the fact that we have so many of these clips than to just play them and see what comes of this because, hey, why not? We might as well just listen to stuff, and if we have any thoughts about anything we hear, we can just go from there. Bring on the... Uh, the, the onslaught. The weaponized nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our, our first clip is a long one. I, I think this might be... Um, I don't know what it is. Fuck it. We don't know any of this. I, for, I don't have any of it labeled, which is We'll better. do it live. Fuck it. Fuck it. Did you know? Oh, did you know that we've almost done 30 tapes of the Tanzica Zone? And it's been only two years. Did you also know the return of the Danzig Zone? Well, you see, the beginning of the Danzig Zone, the Zinnies to the Zones, was done in September. And all the way after that, Return of the Danzig Zone was there. All the way between September 26th and January 1st was the Return of the Danzig Zone. It's a record, isn't it? I mean, it is. So this is Ben. That's right. Did you know? I even better did you know. Because it's a fun fact. You know that if you had a, if you ate a million bowls of cocoa puffs? Oh my God! So this is interesting. If you had a million bowls of cocoa puffs, sounds great, doesn't it? But do you know how long it'll take you to eat it? Ten years. Um, that sounds like um a factoid. Yes, factoid. Yes, yes. Factoid. Okay, here we go. There's, all right, here's a, there's, there's a catch to this factoid thing. You see, factoids are informer, and the informer is Brooks' Clown Quarter. So, we have no choice but to say, I'll come for the informer. Don't, please don't, no, no, don't sing that song. No, 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 okay, thank you. I'm back. No, no, stop it. The, the it's an issue and awesome informer. He's gonna never. It's, it's just it's like a factoid. I mean, it, well, even though it isn't, well, it's it's an informer, okay? But it's, it's what he thinks. It's like a factoid, so it's an informer. Here we go. I'm gonna start this up with the factoid, but then I'm gonna go into the informer. No, the informer is the fact is a factoid. The okay. In the original form, it's because all that stuff is funny. Um, did you know that there are 10,078 knives and forks and spoons in the White House, just in case they have a huge dinner? Whoa! Whoa! Okay, now I'm gonna give you an informer. Now, I, um, Ian and, um, Ilan and James Cummins and Amanda and Melissa, that they all made the lip sync together. They broke a record by the only sixth grade class that will ever make the lip sync all together because they made a four-way tie. So all the other, there are two second grades, two third grades, two fourth grades, two fifth grades, four sixth grades. Okay, back to the lawn. This has been Adam. Ha ha ha! 
Hold on. Okay, you remember, remember in the mask where he eats the time bomb, he says, That's a spicy meatball! Now, I'm going to explain where that came from. A long time ago, there was an Alka-Seltzer commercial, and um, this guy on the commercial was making a commercial and for a meatball company, and he and he ate this really spicy meatball, and he said, That's a spicy meatball! And he, he had to do it over and over and over and over again, because he, he never got it right. And, um... That, that meatball, <laughs> that meatball was like really spicy, so um, so he had to take an Alka-Seltzer, <laughs> and after he took the Alka-Seltzer, he did it right. That sounds strange, doesn't it? So that's, that's where the, uh, and that line, uh, that's a spicy meatball, came really famous. That's why the mask says, that's a spicy meatball. Okay, <laughs> back to that. This Brooks' is Club Corner had a little spice to it itself. And it was, and was educational. So it's been... Brooks's Cloud Quarter. Oh goodness, that's a spicy clip. Yes, so spicy. One of the things that I think I noticed was that realistically, all of your programs were basically the same thing. It was all just fun facts, but all with hey, a different. Fuck you! They were all the same thing. They were all the same factoids. I talk, you listen. Brooks's Cloud Quarter. Yeah, it's. I'm going to tell you something. And it's going to take me way too long to get it out. Yes. And uh, <laughs> you're going to learn something, damn it. Yeah. But they're it, it, all with different uh, but, yeah. angles. But this is Clown Corner, FYI. <laughs> this is a factoid. This is an I talk, you listen. This is a Clown Corner. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like just like different names, but all the same animal, basically. My favorite thing was at the very beginning when you're like, we've done 20 tapes now. <laughs> Can you believe it's only been two years? But here's the thing, though. Two years to us was like... A fifth of our life yeah so like two years is a lot <laughs> even just in those two years we've probably we probably grew seven inches this is true you know our voice dropped like one semitone still sky high you know up in the stratosphere but mm-hmm. a little bit definitely still chipmunky still chipmunky we have this like perspective like 20 tapes two years then we're like <laughs> do you know how long it would take to eat ten thousand bowls of cocoa puffs <laughs> 20 years <laughs> So by that time uh, that you started at this time, we'd be here where we are. We'd be, we'd be, we'd be where, we, where are. we are. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm still eating cocoa puffs <laughs> under this table right now. You I can't s- hear yeah, it. Yeah, I still have rotten bowls of cocoa puffs just scattered throughout my life. <clears throat> I believe that. I believe every word of that. Ryan, what'd you think? Do you have any notes? I I really liked that you decided it was a record. I don't remember what the record <laughs> yeah, was. It's I think a it, record. I think it was that you took like two months off from recording a tape. Probably, and that may That's have so been long. And that that may have been because your parents took away your tape recorder as punishment. Yes. Did that ever happen? Oh yeah, totally. It's really? been, we've, we've covered that before. Yeah. That's like the main uh, disciplinary action yeah. that the Danziger parents could take against Elon, because there was. I don't think there was anything else that really affected you too much, because if you didn't have that outlet, you were just like, <sighs> "Yep, I guess I'll play Earthbound." No, I, don't even, I didn't plock, even. I didn't plock. even. Yeah, plock. I didn't gotten to Earthbound yet. Earthbound oh, right, yeah. didn't come until middle school uh, when I went met Flynn at uh, Poughkeepsie Day School, and then uh, I was hooked on that game forever. We're going to have to do an episode of Lost and Reround where we acquire a Super Nintendo Classic and play through Earthbound and just Mike Elon for squeals of nostalgic delight <laughs> and take those squeals and edit them into. Smash! Exactly, and then edit those into like a symphonic orchestra of nostalgic squeals. Earthbound. 
the Earthbound Symphony Squealing Orchestra <laughs> featuring Alan L. Danziger. Let's take a listen to another clip. That's time for Ryan's Learning Center. Hello, this is Ryan's Learning Center, where we learn all sorts of dumb stuff. A, B, C, D, E, D, F, G, H, A, Z, G, J, V. This is my favorite word for today. La Clouche, Knack Attack. Knack Attack, yes, Knack Attack, Knack Attack. Can you take me to the nurse's office? I have a cold. Do you know what this is, son? Yes, I do. It's a napkin. No, it's a 45 Magnum. Oh. Do you know what it does? Oh, I'm feeling much better now. Thought so. Today is the beginning of the year. So, well, not really. I'm just kidding. So, we are going to do our beginning of the school year special. Oh. Shut up, kid! Now, we will go to gym class. And that will probably be the only one we have since I am running low on time since I didn't pay my bills. Let's just sneak in here and pretend we're kids. Hello! My name is Mr. Schnitzelwiener. Hello, Mr. Suckawiener. That's Schnitzelwiener. Give me one zillion push-ups now. One, two, three, four, ten million, one zillion. Jeez, oh, that was nice. That felt really good. Today we are going to climb the ropes. No, no. Oh well, maybe not. See ya. This has been a edition of Lion, Ryan Lions Learning Center. Lion Learning Center. Lions Learning Center. And in this we will have a recitation of the alphabets like we always do. A B C D F D H I J E B Z Y X S R T V G. Okay. <laughs> that was the wrong alphabet. No, I, it's the right alphabet. I'm not. I'm not it's sure. The, it's, the, it's the. It's the. It's the alphabet. It's the horror alphabet. For, for like a split second, I started to do the alphabet backwards, which is a skill that I was trying to perfect later in life mm -hmm. because my dad told me the cops would always ask me for that. What? To tell me to test if I was drunk or no. not. No. What? Really? It's it's a test that they give to see that if to see if you've memorized the alphabet backwards right. for this moment. Exactly. I'm like I don't even drink anymore and if I was pulled over I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd be too freaking ADD that I'd be like uh, you're well, going yeah. to have to give me a little. I could never do it sober. It's the only test where if you get it right you've lost because you've obviously practiced. <laughs> you obviously the... had this in mind. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Z Y um, X is like no, that's good. No, no good. You don't right. know. You yeah, don't know how you to got do it. this. Cool. You're, you, you can you can pass. You're a good soul. You've, ne <laughs> you've never thought about this. I like that it started as like Ryan's Learning Center, then went into like horror theater. Right. All of a sudden, I pulled a 45 Magnum on Elon <laughs> and threatened his life for <laughs> pretending to be sick <laughs> in school. That's a really bad premise for a school nurse. I think. Yeah. <laughs> We've you're, learned. You're a truant officer. That's what you are. You're like, Alon, 
I know you're faking it. Elon, this is the fifth time you've come to my establishment today. <laughs> I'm going to need you to go back to class, please. <laughs> we should uh, definitely move on. It's video Brooks. Now it's time for one of these fairy tales. Remember, this is part of the Disney zone, so be cautious. Because Elon said now it's time for everyone to talk about it. He didn't know how I was supposed to do it. Fine. Okay. One day, um, Cinder Joey came walking through the forest and he saw a big cottage. In there lived three bears. The mama bear said, oh, I see someone walking through the woods. Daddy, Daddy bear said, oh, I see someone walking through the woods. And baby bear said, I see someone walking through the woods, but I'd see him better if my high chair was higher. So they went out, went shopping, and got him a high chair so he could see the person out in the woods. But the person that was out in the woods wasn't there anymore. He was eating their stinky sweat socks. And they saw he was eating their stinky sweat socks when they came over and said, you are eating our stinky sweat socks. He didn't know what sticky sweat sauce were, he thought it was porridge. How stupid can he be? So he spit it all out. And he was sad, because he ate stinky sweat socks. So they said, we will make it up to you, said Mama Bear, by letting you have the baby's old high chair. Mommy, I don't want him to have my high chair, said Baby Bear. The Papa Bear said, you must give it to him, you have no need to use it. The Baby Bear still said, I don't want him to have it. It's my own prized possession. It's my material possession. I want to keep it for the rest of my life. And Mama Bear said, you're stupid. And he got sad. He said, no, Mommy, I don't want to be stupid. I want to be smart like Daddy Bear. I'm not smart. I am stupid, too. I want to be smart like Mommy Bear. I'm not smart. I'm stupid, too. And I want to be like, like that person who was walking through the woods. I'm smart, said the person who was walking through the woods. I'm very smart. Well, I want to be like him, said Baby Bear. So Mama Bear said, okay, you can be like him. You have to look like a human, be like a human, and act like a human. <laughs> and Baby Bear was scared because of the <laughs> at the end when Mama Bear said something. So he said, Mommy, okay, I will do that. So um, he went and got a facelift to look like a human. He got a nose job. Uh, he, he changed his clothes, he got a foot job, and um, an ear job, and a leg job too! Then he put on some clothes and he looked just like a human, except for his fur everywhere. So he got a fur job! And, no, he didn't get a bow job. Yeah, no, he, he went to the, um, stuck his head in the dryer and then his hair went all into place on his head, so now he looked just like a human! Yes, now I'm a human! So, said baby bear, or maybe I should say baby human. And the man said, my name is George, and you're a dork. So the baby bear all got sad, he said, wah, 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 because um, he didn't look exactly like him. He, he was prejudiced. Um, George was prejudiced, or whatever I said his name was. His new name is George. I didn't say that. His name was Joey, I forgot. <laughs> I'm stupid. So Joey, it's not George or anything like that, it's Joey. He also said, you're a pooping stupid. I have no idea what that meant, but Joey sitting there right next to me told me to say that. A poopy. I have no idea what that means, but Joey said to the pig. But okay, then Baby Bear Girl says, No, you don't like me! So so Joey said that he looks as dumb as Ian. That's scary! And he's as hairy as Michael Rich! That's even scarier! So, the Baby Bear ran away and said, Wah, 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 all the way home. The end. I'm laughing. <laughs> With that scary laugh that Mama Bear said. The 
end, the end, P.S. the end, the end, the end. This has been a Brooks Ruckel Fairy Tale. Thank you, the end, bye. <laughs> I would like to apologize to anyone I insulted during that tirade. Um, that was not my intent. My intent was to tell a simple fairy tale, and then all of a sudden I'm making fun of Michael Rich for being a hairy person. <laughs> One thing to be a hairy uh, man, but to be a hairy kid wasn't easy, right? No, you don't want to be yeah, a hairy Yeah, it's pretty kid. rough. Uh, that's one of the things I never understood. It's like, like, why don't you have facial hair? Like, how come you don't grow facial hair? Versus like when you're too young and you start growing facial hair early. And it's like, why are you growing facial hair that early? I just don't understand. Like, you're clearly ahead of the game, but you're, you're made fun of for it. Yeah, I mean, there there were some kids that had like the hairiest arm hair. And there was like, there was, there was one kid, I don't remember his name, but he had like a full on beard in like 11th and 12th grade. And it was... Cool, I guess. I mean, it was it was kind of like before that even like entered our realms of possibility. Well, you know that that could be a thing. That's like the beautiful thing about uh, having facial hair at the end of high school is like, oh, you're the guy who could probably get us beer. <laughs> Ryan, you had a beard in senior year. I I had like a scraggly like pubic hair looking beard senior year basically yeah and it it wasn't fooling anyone you'd walk i'd walk into a convenience store and bring a bottle of booze up and he'd be like no (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even try until i was 21 to buy alcohol there was i I knew i wasn't gonna even with the scraggle beard that i had all throughout the first few years of college i knew i wasn't gonna get away with it yeah yeah i look at you now and look and look at me now. <laughs> now you have a mighty beard. You could buy you could buy alcohol for your former self. This like, is yes. Be the uh, legally now you could buy alcohol for be your the, former self. Be the degenerate old man you didn't have growing up. That's Brooks. my advice. That's my advice to you, Brooks. What was your facial hair case when you were in high school going into college? I didn't have any facial hair in high school, but in uh, once once I made it to college, I started to grow what we used to refer to as the college beard, which was basically just like a little tuft at the bottom of your chin. And like I had a lot of friends that had just like that going on because that was like soul that, patch, not a soul patch. The tip of your chin just kind of like gets darker and deeper. And it is the first time that you actually get to accent your chin because I never had and still don't have like a super strong jaw or anything. So having a little bit of hair at the end of your uh, chin deepens that creates like a shadow and makes you look a little tougher or whatever. Entering that stage of life when all of a sudden you can grow facial hair you definitely try you exploit it you're like holy crap this is like a change i can change the way i look for the first time yeah you know on a larf and if you can see me now i've got like a big stupid mustache on a what did you say on a larf what the hell is that isn't that kind of like isn't it a lark on a lark no yeah maybe maybe it's that I'm going to stop using idioms that I don't really <laughs> fully understand. From one like to the next, man. Though. I don't even know how to say words anymore. I'm, I've, I've lost the ability to speak. I'm, I'm corrected constantly by my wife for the wrong words all the time. But here's the, the thing, that... though. Whenever I listen to these Danzigers on episodes, I realize how far I've fallen. Because the young me was like fast, witty, on point, telling this made-up fairy tale about... Uh, the bears and facelifts that make bears look like humans. Yeah, I didn't Foot realize jobs. that was Foot the procedure to, to change a bear well, from a human. It's just a, a lift. It's just a lift. Just a lift. Not <laughs> even no shaving down of the snout. Nope. Just, just pull the skin up a little bit. And you'll be fine. You need to be a human bear. Get a facelift. Right. That's what humans do. And shave. I mean, just get your shit together and well, shave, bears. What is wrong with you? Get a fur job. Get a fur job. 
I really liked how Daddy Bear was just like a horror movie impression of Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah ba- that, was, that was wonderful. Baby Bear, I am your father. Well, I know you are because you're my dad. I don't think that was ever under dispute, Papa Bear. I am your father. Cool, thanks. Can you take me to soccer practice, Dad? I mean, that thing you're supposed to do, being my father. Listen to soccer practice. Let's let listen to another one of Ryan's school-infused sketches. Now it's time for Ryan's report card. Hi, Ryan here. Uh, this is Ryan's report card. As you heard, from Elon. You probably know that already, though. Today, we are going to be interviewing some... Teachers, 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 teachers. Today, we are going to be interviewing Mrs. Wiener Schnitzel. Hello, Mrs. Wiener Schnitzel. 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 So, what thing do you teach? What subject or whatever that is? I'm a high school dropout, don't ask me. Well, I like to teach German and all uh, the other languages, but occasionally I teach English. So, what's your biggest pet peeve about this stuff? Well, for one thing, all of this stuff calls me wiener snuckers. All of the... the, 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 the Bang! Oh, sorry, broken record. Oh well. That's it for Mrs. Wiener Schnitzel. Schnitzel. Snick. Wiener sucker. As you know, at the end of all the interviews, we always give the teachers or whoever we're interviewing a grade. This Mrs. Wiener Snitzel. What was it again? Wiener Schnitzel. Schnitzel. Wiener Snucker. Wiener Sucker. <laughs> I give her. What you ask do I give her again? It's a double P. Pitiful pronunciation. And she also gets the Ryan's report card seal of disapproval. Had to throw a fart in there, didn't you, dude? Uh, of course, man. Let's talk about the fact that you, as someone very now proud of your German heritage, as you've gone from rich to Reich, and your German <laughs> accent is fucking awful. It it's terrible, and I, you know, I don't make any excuses for it. Nah. What can you do? Well, I thought it was a very international accent because remember, this teacher speaks many languages. Yes. And once you get to a certain point, you develop that world accent, which is like vaguely French. That was the thing I was most impressed by was Mrs. Wiener Schnitzel's accent. <laughs> it was international. It international. Was, yeah. 
I think I think if you analyze that accent, you'd find uh, you really nailed something special you know, there. I, I was embodying someone who just moved around Europe a lot. Exactly. You know, maybe yep. her parents were German because her name was Wiener Schnutzel or Wiener Wiener's Knuckle or Wiener Sucker. No, 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 no informers, no scat man. Nothing has changed. I'm still I'm still virulently opposed to you scatting. Okay, so then in that case, uh, there is one thing I find really remarkable, which is something we may have even talked about before, Ryan, and that is your clear obsession with uh, sketches involving education. Yeah, I guess I I didn't realize how much of my uh, oeuvre on the Danziger Zone yeah. was based around school, German foods, and sneezing. <laughs> And farts. And farts. But that, um, that, that, that's... I mean, farts I kind of understood. Indicative farts, of farts age, I yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I guess it was just like that was where I was spending most of my day. It's like now I spend most of my day at work talking to people at work. Back then, I spent most of my day at school talking about school. I just got so depressed. <laughs> this is true. I, I don't think that the three of us ever hung out in a school. I went to school with you, Brooks, for a few years, but I don't think we really hung out at school, either like in the band room or after school. And then Elon, I don't think we ever went to the same school. Never. Not once, besides that one day where I followed you to Poughkeepsie Day School and just kind of like hung out while you were in class and everyone was kind of like, yes, do you just stay over here? <laughs> Mm -hmm. See, you can see what it's like. I know you're not going to come here, but like we do have that policy, so we're not going to kick you out. Brooks, you never came with me, I don't think. I think I took no. Ben and I took Ryan, but I think, and I might have invited you over, but it never happened. No, and I'm kind of glad that I never came because I always had a fanciful, imaginative version of what Pikachu Day School looked like, which was like this white, clean, sterile, futuristic school where everyone refers to their teachers by their first names. It was a little like uh, the Star Trek future. That's what I envisioned, and that's how I choose to continue to envision. Even though we never all went to the same school together at the same time, there is one clip from the Danziger Zone of us hanging out one winter day in, uh, I think it was 1996. So you and I, Brooks, were in seventh grade, and Ryan was in sixth grade. This is, I think, the only documented audio of us hanging out all together. Now it's time for a new thing in the Danska Zone. Ryan's... What? Uh, Ryan's Worst Music Countdown. Ryan's Worst Music Countdown. <laughs> Wait. Alright, uh, this is me, Rambox's Ryan. I'm doing a new thing. Uh, what's it called again? Oh, yeah. Ryan's Worst Songs Countdown. Alright, uh, here they are. Alright, I'm like just gonna do the top five. And they're just gonna be clips like, uh, my friends are so happy. In spite of my rage, I'm still just a butterfly. When you walk by every night, talking sweet and looking ugly. But it's just a sweet, sweet fantasy. Ugly. Alright, uh, what's next, Elon? Janet. Uh, oh, yeah, Janet Jackson. Run away and be my assassin. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, how about, uh, but there comes a time when everyone will inhale. 
Die, 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 suffocate. Die, die, suffocate. It has been one of Ryan's bad, wait, what? Ryan's worst, worst, worst songs countdown. All right, uh, see ya. Yeah, no, oh, this is now. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, oh, there, we're going to Ryan. We're gonna go to Ryan's house later, but now we're at Brooks's house. Oh, there's a peanut. There's what's that? No, it's not. That's Speedo. Hi, Speedo. Hey, How you doing? What? There's your sister in there. Yeah. Okay. All right, now we're here, and. Well, this is the deal. You see. What, what, what are we doing? We're going to book. Come here. Let's go. What? What? What, what are we doing? Why not? What? What? Wait. We're, here, we're out here with Brooks at his house. And we, we're having a war. war. A solo fight war? What? Oh, uh, what? That's their side. And then every once in a while we can. But I thought you said we were gonna. I didn't say we weren't gonna. You said that we would fight DPC too. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, we got some rules. No, guys, you got some rules. Oh, baby. You guys have to throw snowballs. You got me. You guys throw snowballs over here. You guys throw snowballs from over there. But we don't have any gloves, Ben. Yeah. Stupid. We forgot that you were doing it now. I got an idea! Nobody, <laughs> nobody can go into anybody's sport at all. We can't go into each other's sport. See you for the moment. I see you We just finished with having a snowball fight. Everyone! Victorious! Yes. Alright, um. What? Yeah, but now we're kicked out of Brooks' house because we were doing bad things. <laughs> As, uh, anyway, so here I am with two dudes with attitudes, Brooks yeah. and Ryan, and we're gonna go home and do some cool stuff. Like, I'm probably gonna dance because I don't play video games on the computer, see hot babes again. Yeah, I oh, show Brooks. I went online. Yo, I, if you type in um, Playboy host, you yeah. get totally naked pictures right from the start. Really cool. Um, see, we're talking about Playboy. Playboy host. Do you leave a space? What? Do you leave a space? Yeah. Playboy host? But aren't those naked? This is a little censored right now. I think we better not talk this. Fine. Yeah, let's just say something now. Okay, hi. This is gonna be. Because they're all naked! Naked! Naked, naked. Everybody wants to just like me. naked. When we see these, we cannot pop woodies. We pop trees. Okay. Yeah, Whatever he said. Yes. Okay, listen, this is gonna be my show now. No, it isn't. No! Never! Oh! Oh, get the hell off me! No, 
was kind of, I know that was kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> dumb. Very but. dumb. And mom's right up the stairs to bring Maniac. Hi. Hey, it's Maniac Mom. Here's the, uh, here's the mic on. Oh, well, that's right. Hold on to me first. Take off my jacket. Whoa, whoa. Yo, what's the smell, Elon? Let's recap. <laughs> it's it's winter. We are in seventh grade, Brooks and I. Yep. Ryan, you're in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. We're recapping songs in the beginning. You put the Ryan Reich spin on it. Right. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a butterfly. Exactly. Right. So there's that. And then we got to just go the complete opposite of whatever the song was. Yeah, that was right. great. Then Brooks, we, then, Brooks then turned into suffocation somehow. Then we walk to Brooks's house, which is just down the road. Right. We're opening up the screen door. He immediately comes to Aww. you and I, and he's like, come on, we're going, we're going. <laughs> we're getting out of here. <laughs> oh, we also, we name drop my beloved little kitty cats, Kina and Speedo, them, yeah. who I haven't thought about in years. Yep. So big up. Keenan Speedo. So then I guess we did a snowball fight with Devin and Sarah, or just Devin? I don't know. It sounded like there were a lot of people there. So Yeah, it did they're... sound like a lot. I don't ever remember having that many people at my house, actually. Mm -hmm. But I guess, I guess, well, was I guess your it brother happened. Was your brother friends with anybody else in the neighborhood except for my sister? No. I mean, like... It, or had friends over? I mean, mm -hmm. calling it a neighborhood is even a stretch. Right? Exactly. We lived on the top of a mountain. It was a community, not so much a neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only people I really remember Devin hanging out with was your sister, Sarah. So it must have been you, me, Ryan... Devin and Sarah. This wasn't then the day that I wore an all white suit to your. To no, your that house. was much later. <laughs> okay, that was much later. We'll, we'll, we'll that will come another anyway, time. Anyway, <laughs> so then we go back to our house after becoming victorious in our snowball fight and start referencing the internet. Yes, but not just the internet, but Playboy. With the internet comes porn. Yes, right. like that is directly where we go. It's to. like, yes. oh, what's the internet for? Did you know that you can see boobs on it? Yes. There's a clip, actually, that we had, we played some time ago where, and it was actually the Dugs, Doug Bledgie and Doug Johnson, got to listen to you and I, all three of us, looking at a magazine, and me, like the prude that I am at 13, recording over being like, this is kind of censored, I don't think we should be listening to this, or like legitimately reading a porn magazine or, or something, oh my God. and we're like... Talking of like, whoa, those are huge, or some really like awful, awful yeah. stuff for well, children to be well, we, doing it all. We in the know, first how, place. yeah, we know how taboo it is. Yeah, and only now has porn become so mainstreamized or or like allowable in conversation. But there was a time when porn was like something you had to go underground to acquire, and even going on AOL and searching for what Playboy host is that what. The clip no we said idea. in the clip, Playboy something. Playboy host, I think it was. I don't. I don't even know. Yeah. What? What were you? What? What the, did you the know? Genesis of that was. <laughs> like I. I don't know why that was like the search term that popped into my head. Playboy host. I mean, searching for AOL keyword Playboy. Yeah. I don't think we had a parental filter on the computer. I don't think our parents were savvy enough to realize that they could they restrict our access. Love you, Mom. You weren't savvy. <laughs> also, okay, so then but then as we Oh, came and then in, someone dropped the greatest line I've ever heard is that we don't pop woodies, we pop trees. That'd be Ryan. 
Oh, yeah. This is this is like Ryan pointing out the fact that not only do I look at porn, but I smoke weed. <laughs> we don't pop woodies, we pop trees. No, there's there is no good rap way. Line. It's a I, great line. There was definitely no way that I had smoked weed at that point in definitely my life. Definitely not. Or referred so, to them as trees. I I think I think that was really just me being extra proud of my boner. <laughs> Be proud. I, got, I pop sequoias, motherfucker. Boner, boner positive. <laughs> I think one of the things that we've learned from this episode is is that a lot of what we recorded we thought were taboo. Talking about porn, you know, wrestling, just all these things that we didn't really talk to other people about. Ryan, your education views. <laughs> right. To put, to put, to put, right. to put the, it broadly. The morbidity and perversion of my ed- education views. We use the Danziger Zone to get out what we could not otherwise talk to other people about. Right. Inadvertently gave you guys a medium to, along with me, just be as silly and zany without feeling like we had to hold back at all. And thank you for that opportunity. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. No, that was no. no, That was a genuine. Genuine. Thank you. All right. That was a genuine thank you. Here, golf clap for you. Golf clap. Yes. No, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, guys, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Lost and Rewound. I know that we will have to do this again, be it in the studio or just uh, grabbing drinks somewhere at the local watering hole. Um, well, I mean, uh, the watering I, hole. I mean, whatever I, that watering hole I, might be. There were twenty tapes by this point. Yes, there's no shortage of material. There's so, guys. I hate to say this, but like, there's so much left out there. This is not the end. We'll have to make this happen again. And Jimmy will be back here too. I hope as well. So, uh, if we're not going to be going bowling again, uh, we'll at least uh, have an opportunity to yuck it up over some of these old Danziger's own clips. Brooks Rocco, Ryan Reich, and myself, Alon Danziger. Thank you for joining us here. We'll be back next week with another exciting rendition. Who knows what will happen? See you next week, 3 p.m. every Thursday. Radio Free Brooklyn, Lost and Rewound. Stay crunchy. They won, of course. Lex Luger claimed that Bret Hart was hogging all the credit. Think about that. <laughs>